Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the 5-0 Show. Today I am joined by Director Donna Rossi of the Phoenix Police Department Public Affairs Bureau. Director, thanks for being here for what I'm calling a two-part series. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that. No, thanks for th- having me. No, thanks for coming back because last week when we talked, it was uh, a little bit about you, and now we probably should call this talking to the Rossies because we're joined by a guest that you've met a couple times before, Dr. Bob Rossi. Doc, thanks for being here with us. Thank you, Jamie. It's a pleasure. Now, before we, we start, in, I just want to kind of recap. Um, a lot of folks will remember Donna, Director Rossi, from the media. They've seen her on local TV channels, maybe national t- at times, depending on the story. Uh, but she's been the face and the brain of the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau for probably, is it? are we going on a year yet? Close to a year, about 10 months. And do you still enjoy it, by the way? Absolutely. Okay. So what you're doing is you're humanizing a lot of the stories, the amount of, of information that the department puts out to the community to tell who we are now more than ever is critical. You and your team do an amazing job of doing this. So if anyone wants to learn more about the Phoenix Police, their social media presence, please check out at Phoenix Police, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They're all over the place. They put out really cool content. And Director, can I ask you, can you tell us a little bit about who this guest is? Because I'm going to miss something if I don't. Dr. Bob Rossi, he's uh, my brother. Uh, and uh, we are uh, now currently working together again uh, because he is the Director of Education and Curriculum. I think I'm going to get the title wrong. Leadership. I guess leadership in there, yeah. Out, of, uh, out at the Phoenix um, Police Academy. What I think is fascinating is I'm not a sworn police officer. I was many, many, many years ago. He is a lifelong educator with uh, an EDD, uh, so a doctorate in education. And the Phoenix Police Department had the wherewithal to look at their structure and to say, okay, we're cops and we're great at what we do. But there's some areas where we might need some other kinds of subject matter experts. Uh, The communication was one of those. So they've brought in a civilian, myself, uh, who has very large experience in communication. They did the same thing out at the academy. Uh, And... um, so now he is, what is your official title, Bob? I think it's uh, Administrator of Leadership and Curriculum officially. Okay. And so they looked at t- the teaching and what they were doing out at the academy, teaching all the right things. But how are they teaching? They've got sergeants teaching. They've got officers teaching. They've got detectives teaching. They've got commanders teaching. But those guys are subject matter experts at what they do. They're not subject matter experts at teaching. So Bob is kind of taking a look uh, at all of that. Um, tell us kind of what you are taking a look at, Bob. So I am taking a look at all of that. It started about uh, five years ago, really, with uh, Lieutenant at the time, Brian Chapman, and a basic training sergeant who had his first academy class. And coincidentally, this basic training sergeant was someone who played for me in high school. Um, I was a high school basketball coach uh, for 18 years in the 90s, uh, and um, this young man played for me, and he got his first academy class, and he called me on a uh, Sunday, and he said, hey, coach, I uh, got my first academy class. I have no idea how to teach this material. It's called Policies and Procedures. 
can you help me teach it? And I said to him, how do they normally teach it? And he said, well, they kind of read it to the recruits. So we redesigned this academy class, and um, one of the commanders walked through the academy at the time and um, saw Sergeant teaching this class and said, wow, you need to come to my office after class. We need to talk about what was going on in there. And uh, this young man thought he was in trouble, and the commander looked at him and said, that was really good. And from that conversation was the initiation of getting me down to the academy. So I, it started with me writing a class, Jamie, with, uh, and I basically call it 10 Tips on Teaching and Leadership. Uh, if you and I were on a plane together for three hours and you said, oh, you've been in education, you know, 40 years, um, what can you tell me about teaching? Much like you couldn't make me an officer in three hours, but I could certainly tell you the 10 most important things. And it starts with heart before head, making sure you get here before you get here. And that's how this whole thing evolved. And over the course of the last five years, I've taught that 10 tips in teaching and leadership to over a 1,000 officers in Phoenix, in Flagstaff, in Tucson, over 30 agencies. And it's I'm just snowballed to there uh, to can you help me in other areas of the academy. And now, um, now it's a full-time position. Um, in charge of looking at the curriculum, looking at how we recruit officers, um, and looking at the training, and making the uh, teachers down at the academy really good at the pedagogy of teaching. I hope you take this. It's meant to be a compliment. I hope you take this as such. You're both a teacher and a coach. And I think that when people think teacher or preacher, they think one-way communication. But you seem to bring the coaching philosophy into the classroom. Is that something that you very intentionally do, or is it just more a matter of how you've always uh, pulled people into the conversation versus just presented to your point of PowerPoint. I think that's been the biggest shift, that no longer are people down at the academy um, just disseminating information, just reading PowerPoints, just one-way communication, that they are becoming facilitators, that there's uh, we know that adult learning is very different now than it was even five, ten years ago. So um, they've got to be highly interactive. Uh, we are taking into account that recruits, we have recruits entering the academy that are 35, 40, 45. We had a young man that came through and worked 25 years in the restaurant business. So they come to us with a set of skills already. So we're embracing those skills and taking them from that point to where they need to be. So it's much more highly interactive. Even the um, hiring process has changed a little. Uh, uh, and we're not asking just the questions of, uh, tell me what you've done in the past, but more of how have you influenced people in your leadership roles as you progress through the Phoenix Police Department and the many opportunities we have. And one of the things, and, and Director Rossi, Donna Rossi, had said or, or previously that I really appreciate is there's a role for everyone in the Phoenix Police Department. You don't have to have a badge and a gun to be absolutely critical of what we do, where she brought a, uh, several decades of experience and changed the way we communicate and listen to the public. You're bringing that experience to the way we instill in others. So if anyone wants to learn more about any of these careers with the Phoenix Police Department, we encourage them to check out phoenix.gov slash employment or 602-262-6925 is the phone number. Plenty of opportunities. Uh, and both director and doc, I'd like to ask you both, 
it, there's so many qualified people that you've worked with through the years that you probably inherently just look around and go, oh, there is a place for that person. Have you reached, I don't, I don't mean by name, have you reached out to your friends and saying, we need you, you could make us better? Have you had those opportunities to see opportunities that we could, we don't need a police officer to do a particular job, but you know that there's talent out there that we could bring in? I think the entire police department is taking a look at that. They are hiring many more civilian positions. Uh, the the two positions that my brother and I hold are just are just um, you know two two of those positions. And and you know, thankfully, you know, I can say that we we both earned those positions. They were there were national searches for both of our positions, um, and so. That kind of thing is being uh, disseminated throughout the department. We're hiring civilian investigators. Uh, we're hiring more police assistants. And we're taking a look at where we can uh, take our officers who are sworn, put them in really investigative and or patrol positions uh, and, um, you know, put civilians in those positions that, that don't need a badge and a gun. And I know um, that's something that you're very passionate about as well. Yes, actually uh – Chief Chapman and I spoke just a couple of days ago about adding maybe an instructional liaison position to the academy. So each sergeant and each RTO would have an instructional liaison, uh, teacher's assistant type person, not necessarily a, a certified teacher, but someone that could proctor tests and do things like that because we are really ramping up um, the cycle of classes at the academy. We're trying to get many more recruits through, uh, shorter wait times. Um, Phoenix Police has been in the um, the practice of doing this pre-hiring, and they've been placing successful candidates in other agencies, other departments, excuse me, within our agency. And our philosophy is let's just get them to the academy. Forget the pre-hiring. Let's get them trained up. Let's get them out on the streets because we all know, as Donna mentioned, um, you know, our numbers are down right now. Um, we definitely feel that the ship is turning in the right direction. We're very excited. We have a full class in April. We have a full class in May. Uh, we haven't been able to say that in a very long time. And we still want people to apply. You mentioned pre-hire. I, I was one. Um, and it was probably only three or four weeks of sorting property, not why I moved out here. I'd already been through the hiring process. I wanted to go through the academy. Those three weeks seem like an eternity. So I love that you guys are evolving and the way you do things and we're uh, expediting, be more, more nimble. I have to ask you both, when you see people who do what you do, so maybe not in the police world, Doc, maybe you see instructors in corporate worlds or, or Director Rossi, you see someone on TV is it hard not to be, and I don't mean critical, but is it hard not to say, oh, I wish they wouldn't do that or I think they could do this? And you must naturally do that, right? You, because you, you can make people better. Is that something intuitively you go, I could make that person better? I've been forced, uh, it seems like, Jamie, since about 2007 or eight, to look at things differently from uh, building a high school in the West Valley from scratch to going around the country and, and being asked to... Uh, reform some schools, uh, and then did a lot of consulting work that I always look at things a little differently. And is there a better way to do it? Uh, sometimes it gets you in trouble. Sometimes it gets you crazy looks from people. But um, as people start to embrace it, um, they can see that there's there's some value to a different set of eyes looking at things. And thankfully, you're both in positions where you can impact that change, at least folks we work with. Director, have you had similar experiences where you you see that? 
I made some of those mistakes, I'm sure, Jamie, that I look at uh, reporters now or people communicating now. Um, right now, what, what I look at is how other police departments are communicating around the country and uh, take take the best from what I see uh, and acknowledge some mistakes that might be being made and try to avoid those um, with with our messaging uh, in, in the police department here. Dr. Rossi, you have a passion for not just making people better, not having them learn more effectively – but I watch how you interact with this mentoring program. You have a passion for that. You have a passion for making people better, safer, and feeling more a part of the agency. A lot of folks who are listening right now, maybe they haven't been to school in a long time. Who are people that you've worked with, educators? Who, can you let the community know, like, who are the men and women who do that job? Oh, there's hundreds of them, Jamie. Um when you talk about, uh, you know, anyone that's ever been in a meeting with me or t- has taken a class from me has heard me use the word connections and overuse the word connections because I just feel like that's just so valuable. They've heard me say the heart beforehead thing. Um, the evolution of, of Desert Edge was based around uh, adults sitting um, in circles with 20 kids uh, 35 minutes once a week. So the entire school shut shut down for 35 minutes once a week. And the impact that that program, the advisory program, shifting to your mentorship program, had made on that school was unbelievable. So I've been influenced by so many phenomenal educators. And I've always gravitated toward uh, I'm that practitioner guy. I'm not that researcher guy that sat behind um, – you know, a desk and did research, I rolled up the sleeves and said, how can I take these little nuggets of leadership that I know and apply them in schools and now apply them to our department? And thank you for what you're doing, that fresh eyes approach. I heard one day in church, they said, when we sit in circles and not in lines and rows, we look at each other and we make each other better. You're doing that. So Dr. Rossi, thank you for being here. Director Rossi, thank you for all you do. Thank you to Bonneville for this time. Thank you to you, the listening audience. Thank you to everyone who supports the Silent Witness Program. And if you want to learn more about career opportunities with the City of Phoenix, check out cityofphoenix.gov slash employment. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.